Bonjour and bienvenue to Lulabelle's Francophiles. Je m'appelle Lou and I'd like to welcome all the Francophilers from around the globe to this podcast as a way to keep your inner Frenchie vibes happening when not in France. We now have listeners from across the US in various states, Texas, Washington State, California and more. In Canada, the UK, India, Russia, Germany, Switzerland, the Netherlands, Japan and of course Australia and France. Merci for listening wherever you're tuning in from today. Now in each episode, we chat about our French experiences with guests who live both in Australia, France or from around the world and share ideas for how to stay connected to the Francophile within each of us. Subscribe on your favourite podcast platform or follow Little Bell's Francophiles on Insta to be notified as soon as new episodes are available. Just head to the littlebellsfrancophiles.com website and you will find a lovely way to stay connected to one of our fave destinations, France. Now today, we are joined by our favourite French correspondent, Sarah Swick. Bonjour, Sarah. Ça va? Bonjour, Lou. Ça va très bien et toi? Oh, ça va bien. <laughs> it is marvellous to chat to you again. Now, last time we chatted to you, you were travelling around France in your little camper, but with a little thing called a COVID pandemic going on, you've had to return home to Bayonne in the Basque region. Yes. Is that correct? It's correct. Yeah, <laughs> very sad though. So today, instead of chatting about travels that we've each done, you're going to fill us in on a French cultural icon who is also a household name right around the world, Coco Chanel. Oui. So has Coco Chanel been a personal favourite for you as you grew up in France? Of course, yes. Uh, I think she is for every single French person. So, yeah. uh, first of all, I think that Coco number five, like number five, Chanel, is mm. probably the perfume um, that brings me back to childhood because that's the perfume my grandma used to wear and my mom used to wear. <laughs> and, and it just uh, reminds me of a lot of memories. Yes. <gasps> What a lovely personal connection. So you've always identified with Chanel as a scent that reminds you of your childhood. Tell us a little bit about the life of Coco Chanel. Coco Chanel was born uh, in Saumur in 1983 and she had um, a very sad childhood. Uh, her mother died and then her father abandoned her uh, and also her sisters and he just sent them to to a covent. Uh, it was called the Abbey of Aubazines, and she will never see her dad again. Oh, really? That's a sad story, but it's also how she, uh, she got inspired and got her sense of austerity and her taste for, for black and white. Which she was obviously very famous for. Yes, and also... Um, the, the opulence of religious garments uh, that will fascinate her later. So when did she start designing? I had an idea that she started with hats. Is that right? She started with hats, exactly. So she met um, a rich boy called Boy Kate. Actually, mm-hmm. Boy was his nickname. And he landed her some money to open her first hats boutique. Now, just prior to that, though, 
wasn't she a cabaret singer? At the very beginning, she was a cabaret singer, and uh, this is where she got her nickname from. So she used to sing a song called Kick a vu Coco sur le Trocadero, and people started to, to call her Coco. Oh, because that was and in the also, title of the song. Yes. Mm-hmm. Also at this time, she met a young man called Etienne Balzan. He was very rich and he, he just introduced her to, to the worldly people. And she was not used to that, of course, because she came from a very poor family. And after that, she could open her first hats boutique. So she started designing hats before she became a fashion designer. Aha, uh-huh. so she started as a milliner. Yes, she did. Fascinating. So then what happened? She started to make some money with the hats. Uh, so she started to sell the hats to, to the workers, but then also some rich women followed this fashion. Ah. And they were very interested in this uh, new design. Like hats were very simple mm-hmm. compared to, to before. So before the hats were very like big and they had a lot of feathers and flowers and Coco always said that women they were wearing too many things on them so she mm. just wanted to to make it lighter mm. after a while she started to make some money and she decided to to open uh, her first boutique so fashion boutique and she started to design clothes. Uh, she opened one boutique in Biarritz, one in Deauville, and one in Paris. The address is still the same, 31 Rue Cambon, Cambon Street. Oh, And really? you can still go and <laughs> do some shopping there. Which I have, and it's wonderful. Not that I bought <laughs> anything, but I definitely went and had a little meander through because it's quite exquisite. It is, yes. Actually, each time I've been fortunate enough to travel to France, I have squirreled away some extra cash to go to La Galerie Lafayette and head straight to the Chanel counter there to purchase a different Chanel parfum and also the exquisitely beautiful face creams because we're not getting any younger and her Chanel products have some sort of magic in them, I reckon, or I hope they do anyway. (laughs) So did the brand Chanel start to branch out from just fashion into cosmetics while Coco herself was still involved? Yes, her first perfume was released in 1921 um, and this story is also linked to Biarritz where she met uh, some Russian people, Russian uh, who were just fleeing the Russian revolution in Mm -hmm. 1917 Mm -hmm. and she met there Ernest Beau who was a French uh, perfumer to the Russian Tsars. And she asked her to create for her a new perfume uh, that would be the first of its kind, because before that, uh, the perfumers used a single flower fragrance. And for the first time, she decided to create something new. And she said for her uh, that a scent on a woman was um, as important as the clothes she was wearing. And uh, Ernest Beau created for her this new fragrance with 80 essences, 80 different essences for the first time. Oh, wow. So that's her own words. A woman's perfume, she wanted a woman's perfume with a woman's scent. Mm -hmm. And something very complex, something that couldn't be 
um, imitated by by no one. Like no one can tell what is in this perfume. How wonderful! I heard a quote that Marilyn Monroe once said about the Chanel Number no. Five scent when she was asked what she wore to bed, and she said nothing but a little drop of Chanel Number no. Five. Now, you couldn't get much better marketing than that. But to think that it started so much earlier back in the 1920s with uh, the Russian czars, it's a fascinating story. This is when it started. And then you're right to say that Marilyn Monroe made it famous uh, Mm -hmm. in the United States. So it was already um, advertised. So Chanel Number 5 was already famous at this time. And you could see it's been advertising for the Super Bowl. Ah. So just people like people knew about this perfume, this very famous perfume. But I think that Marilyn Monroe just made it a legend when she said that. So she was disembarking plane and a journalist asked her, so what do you wear to bed? And she answered uh, only a few drops of <laughs> Chanel numero 5. <laughs> Fantastic. So why is it called Chanel number no. five? It's called Chanel Number no. Five only because it was uh, the fifth sample that Ernest Beau presented to her, and it was her favorite one. So she just decided to keep it as she always wanted to keep things very simple, and she didn't want to just to make up a name for it, and she kept this Chanel Numero no. Cinq, Chanel Number no. Five. So she didn't like things to be fussy; she just wanted it to be chic and stylish. Exactly. Chic and simple. Way, I love it. Yes, Coco Chanel chose sobriety and she chose uh, a very simple bottle to put her perfume in. But if you look at the cup, you can see that it looks like a diamond, and the diamond was inspired by the geometry of Place Vendôme, the most famous square in Paris. Beautiful. Well, around the world, We have a perspective of Coco Chanel as being very chic. But what is she most famous for in France? She's probably most famous for having uh, liberated um, the woman's body. Mm. And that's what she did. I think she was a a real icon at her time. And she's still, because she revolutionized everything, like the fashion, but also she just uh, wanted to free women as she wanted to to free herself. Mm. She designed some beautiful pieces that were very functional and stylish. She designed clothes for women that was uh, easy to wear and also like simple and beautiful. And she just wanted to make it like more simple for women. She also was the first person to to design pants, uh, trousers for women. Because she refused to to ride side saddled on the horses. And so she designed pants for women. So she didn't need to ride side saddles. And she also then designed trousers as part of a suit, I think. Because she was the first person to design a woman's suit. So she was fairly innovative like that, wasn't she? She got rid of the heavy dresses for women. And I'm sure that is something that women around the world will be forever thankful to her for. Coco Chanel just changed women's fashion forever and she shortened dresses. Uh, For the first time, she revealed ankles, freed the waist, eliminated corsets and bustier and just uh, she cut her hair and bronzed her skin. (gasps) 
especially oh. in Biarritz. So something that was probably a big no-no before then. Exactly, yes. So she was able to design clothes that women felt comfortable in but still felt like a woman. And being able to change the direction of women's fashion, I think, is a fabulous legacy. Now, there was a film made about Coco Chanel in 2009 starring the amazing Audrey Tattoo. It was called Coco Avant Chanel, which translates as Coco Before Chanel. I'll put a link on the Lillibelle's Francophiles website for that. And, Sarah, you have sent through to me a song about Coco from that movie. Tell us a bit about this song. I think it's called Ki Kavu Coco. Ikavu Coco, exactly. So that's the song she used to sing when she worked in, in the cabaret in Vichy. Mm-hmm. And she got a nickname from that song when she was singing it in the cabaret, is that right? Mm, yes, but she, she didn't like to say it. She, she used to say that her, she got her nickname from her dad and people think that it was not the truth, but she, she didn't want to say that um, her dad left when she was little and oh. abandoned her. So, yes, so <laughs> oh, that was her she just way. Um, made up some stories sometimes. Oh, how sad. Well, mm-hmm. I have adored chatting to you as always, my belle me, Sarah. Let's check in again in a couple of weeks. And if Francophiles have a request to hear about any particular French culture, just drop us a line via the Lulabelle's Francophiles website and Sarah will happily come and chat with a full report. Is that right, Sarah? Of course, yes. So merci for your time today. It has been just wonderful to spend this time daydreaming of such loveliness as is Coco Chanel. Merci, Lou. Merci à toi. Au revoir et à bientôt. À très bientôt. And here is Ki Kavu Coco, straight from the film Coco Avant Chanel. J'ai perdu mon pauvre Coco, Coco mon chien que j'adore, tout près du Trocadéro. Il est loin, s'il court encore, je l'avoue, mon plus grand regret. Dans ma perte si cruelle, c'est que plus mon homme me trompait, plus Coco m'était fidèle. Vous n'auriez pas vu Coco, Coco dans le Trocadéro, Coco dans le trop, Coco dans le trop, Coco dans le Trocadéro. Kika vu Coco et Coco et Coco Kika Kika vu Coco et Coco Pauvre Coco que j'aimais tant Il est peut-être victime d'un crime Monsieur plaignez mon tourment Car il est bien légitime J'ai beau crier le chercher De la Bastille à l'hippodrome Je l'ai partout fait afficher Je ne ferai pas ça pour mon âme Vous n'auriez pas vu Coco, Coco dans le Trocadéro, Coco dans le Trocadéro, Coco dans le Trocadéro, Coco dans le Trocadéro. Kika Kika vu Coco, et Coco, et Coco, Kika Kika vu Coco, et Coco. That was Ki Kavu Coco from the film Coco Avant Chanel, starring Audrey Tattoo. Coco Chanel famously once said, I only drink champagne on two occasions, when I am in love and when I am not. And she considered that a diet of champagne and caviar would suffice to sustain her. So with that in mind, for this Lillibelle's Francophiles episode, I am sharing a recipe for a beautiful little fish souffle with a champagne sauce and salmon caviar. 
This recipe uses lemon sole, but depending on what fish is available in your part of the world, you may wish to substitute for something local. Pop your fish, eggs, nutmeg and little salt and freshly milled black pepper into a food processor and blend into a smooth, even puree. Then transfer it to a bowl, cover and refrigerate overnight. When you're ready to cook your little souffles, fill a roasting tin with about an inch of boiling water and placed it on the centre shelf of the oven to make a bain-marie. Next, make the champagne sauce with a gorgeous butter and shallot flavour. Now, the secret to the souffle happens about 40 minutes before your guests sit down to eat. Return the refrigerated fish mixture to the food processor together with some cream to blend. Then fill little ramekins three quarters full and place them in the tin containing the hot water in the oven and cook for exactly 30 minutes. When the time is up, serve straight away with the champagne sauce spooned over and a teaspoon of salmon caviar on top. Et voila, a Coco Chanel style dish. I will place the links for this on the littlebellsfrancophiles.com website and you can cook up a storm yourself. So c'est tout et la fini aujourd'hui. That is all for another episode of Little Bells Francophiles. It has been such fun chatting and daydreaming for 20 minutes or so of Coco Chanel and France and I hope you've enjoyed it too. I would love your Frenchy ideas you'd like to hear about. Francophiles can leave feedback on the Lulabelle's Francophiles website and then together we can take this journey to share some of your story as well as my own. Follow on Instagram too for the daily posts that accompany each episode. We can become immersed in a variety of experiences de français together and keep our Frenchy vibes happening. Au revoir et à bientôt.